Hi, my name is Lisa Hawkins, and I'm the author of Christian Warrior Woman. So if today's podcast makes you ponder, makes you think, makes you want to change your mindset or change your life so that you can have a future of victory, definitely please um, reach out or you can go on Amazon and purchase um, a best-selling book called Christian Warrior Woman, Taking Back Your Faith, Family, and Future. God has blessed me to be able to write it, present it, and I'm getting a lot of testimonies of people having breakthroughs and really developing a relationship with God that helps them overcome and meet challenges and move forward. So, amen. So today... I want to talk about something that I want you to think about. And I want to first start with um, giving God um, praise and a testimony that um, my sister, I found out, fell and hit her head and swollen in eyes and et cetera, et cetera, and had a really bad fall that she's going to be out pretty much this week from work. And it really... It, it, pun, it triggered something I was thinking about talking about and makes it so appropriate today because I also had this week a childhood friend die of stomach cancer. And it was it's very sad to think about or even deal with. And many of us think that we think of the big things that'll take us out. We think of You know, when we think of our future and you ask people, what are they afraid of? And that's what I want to talk about today is it's the little things. It's about the little things. It's really not about the big things. We spend a lot of time worrying about the big things that will take us out. We worry about getting cancer or getting sick or maybe getting divorced. We spend a lot of time and energy around worrying about What if something big happens? And what I want to share today is to have you rethink what you focus on. Because with my sister, I'll use for an example, and I praise God that she wasn't fatally injured. But I look at the two circumstances, and we all know people worry about cancer. But we don't worry about necessarily slipping and falling. We don't worry about that every time we get in our car, um, there's a possibility that we don't come back. And I'm not saying this because we're supposed to worry about more things. But I'm saying this really because we have to arrest those thoughts. Because if we spend time worrying about all of the things that can happen, We won't live and we'll be anxious. You know, every time maybe our children get in a car, we're a little nervous, right? But we have to live in trusting in God. And so I want to talk about the little things that we hang our hat on, even all the big things. And I'll even talk about even big sins. You know, when I talk to a believer and actually whether in leadership or someone who's a pastor or in ministry, I find that I don't hear that much different (laughs) in conversations and certain topics. For example, 
Let's start with this one. I've had people say, oh, you know, I'm living for the Lord. And they're really focused on big sins. You know what? I pay tithes. You know, I'm not sleeping around. I'm trying to, you know, I try to hold it together, but you know, I'm weak. So that's like giving you the indication, you know, I slip up now and then, right? Or so they, they think of the big sin. So they think when they tell you that, you know what, I don't hate anybody, I'm not cheating, I haven't cheated on my husband, they're giving you the big general overview sins. And for whatever reason, and I would say this must be God's gift for me, I always look at them kind of puzzled, or I think to myself, I didn't ask about that. So... What are they really trying to hide? Or maybe they're even unaware, but their spirit is trying to like put out the, I'm the good Christian person. I don't know if you have met people like that, or maybe you've been doing that because we like to put on the masquerade, throw out a scripture or two that we know. But what I want you to do is go down, 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 down to your foundation and baseline. And even when I work with people individually on healing, they'll start out with, you know what, I'm looking for miracles for God and, and I just don't know why things aren't working in my favor, you know, financially or this and that and the other. I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this. They're doing things and sometimes the Lord will just reveal, but what's really in their heart? What's really in your heart? So, and when we drill down, we're doing the things (laughs) sometimes because we want other people to see that we're doing these things that they can see when we're at church or when we're serving on the board. But God sees us 100% of the time. And what are some of the things that happen outside of our Christian audience, such as, and what are the things that they can't see that's in your heart? So a number of times when people will say to me, I just don't seem to be able to get a breakthrough. We really have to go deeper in their life, deeper in their walk, deeper in their faith. Why? Because what will we find? And it, it, we think of it as a little thing, but it's really the biggest thing that's a blocking and hindering our blessing, such as unforgiveness is always the go-to. If you're working in healing and deliverance or you even trying to check yourself, unforgiveness. And I find it interesting that some people can't see their area of unforgiveness. It could be against your mother-in-law daughter-in-law, spouse, siblings. There's something still there that you hold on to. And I always say the way to know if you're struggling with any type of unforgiveness is when you hear that person's name. And what is your immediate go-to thought? That for me has turned into, if my immediate thought is what they did to me, I would tell you, you still are struggling with unforgiveness. If the immediate thought is that 
that person. There's that venom. There's that elevated voice. There's that, oh, you know, there's a passion and emotion around what happened with that person. There's unforgiveness still lodging. Or maybe your area may be jealousy. That when something good is mentioned, and we do this in in ministry as well, we always, if someone is mentioned who is being successful, doing something successful, someone will try to say, but you know, they blah, blah, blah. Or they don't, their son was this and that. You always look to take away from what they're good doing versus saying, wow, it's exciting that they're successful in that. I, I, I struggle with women in this area in, in working with them. You know, the other day, a woman gave me a compliment about my new hair color. And I smiled because I'm always, as you heard on my other podcast or know me as a person is, and even in training with women, women have a hard time and giving compliments to other women. And it's why their jealousy, or if I tell her she looks good, that means I don't look as good. And so when we talk about what are the things that trip our life up, what are the things that stop us from showing love and stop celebrating joy and having peace in our life, it's the little habits that we have, the little personality flaws, the area of brokenness, that we have learned behavior, all of these areas are harming you more than you sitting worrying about, will I get sick? Because some of these things can bring on sickness and can bring on um, air. Because guess what? If something bad happens to you, you're so used to delving in all of what you don't have versus what someone else has that you'll stay sick, that you can't, you won't maybe get the victory or maybe you'll get the breakthrough, but you'll still be struggling. So we need to look at the areas of our lives that are really eating away at our joy and at our peace. Because I want to read a scripture to you. Um, and it's Galatians 5.22, and I'm doing the ESV version. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. And the things that are robbing us are those mindsets. When we say that we, we have salvation and our mind is renewed, when we, when we are looking to be more like Christ, to be more like a citizen and worthy of the kingdom of God, we have to find that, that median ground where love is abiding, where joy is abiding, where peace is abiding. And if you don't have any of this in your life, then you don't have the fruit of the Spirit. So then that is why you are struggling with getting over when someone does something to offend you. You hold on to it for years. There's folks in leadership in church that have this issue. So when you're, whether sitting in the pew or on the pulpit, if you struggle with offense, if you struggle with, and people will tell me, oh, well, I've forgiven. Yes, you've said the words, but your heart is still in bondage. 
your heart is still captive with unforgiveness, not being kind, being bitter, being cold. And we put on the face of the nice, happy Christian woman. Oh, that's so nice. And inside we're like, get out of my face. Okay. What are the things that are really in the same, whether you're at work, you might do the same thing. I had to do it at work, being the only woman and the only minority woman in the workplace with these men. There were many a days I had to smile and grind my teeth to try to be pleasant when I heard their sexist rhetoric or their side jokes about women or whatever, whatever it was. It was just like, Lord, give me the strength to make it through this moment. And that might be how you feel. And that's a horrible place to be. So I would ask you today to make a list. If you're in this quiet place, you've got your book, you know the routine if you've been following Christian Warrior Woman, is to write down what are the the little things that no one else knows. It could be that you're married and you're just miserable. And you just every day are thinking about why you'd like to get out of this marriage and all the things the person you're with is, is doing wrong and, and how you feel and all that kind of st- excuse me, all that kind of stuff. Why don't we take the opposite approach? What is it that is good about the person? What is it that if you weren't with this person that you would lack or not have? And it's way beyond money. And so Think about the things that are really annoying and stealing your daily joy. Could be things with your children, could be things that you're just not happy with where your career is. This is my number one thing to tell you. Change it. While you're in a job, develop a plan to change it. We cannot blame other people or our circumstances for why we cannot have joy peace and love and patience in our life. We can't blame other people or our parents or how we were raised, all these other things. What we can do today is take one baby step. If it's a, maybe it's a baby step, maybe you can't see your way out or maybe your baby step is, I'm going to look in the mirror and tell myself, I'm going to find joy in this day. And it may be difficult. It could, you could be suffering physical illness, cancer, or some other sickness that you're like, well, Lisa, that's easy to say, but my health. But guess what? We all know your health improves by your mindset, by what we say. Our words can bring life and death to any area in our life. And we need to start positioning ourselves to a place of strength. So I want you to think about what are the little things? What are you maybe bitter about or unhappy about or feeling successful about or disappointed about that's really robbing you of your daily joy? Don't let the little things steal your life. And then you hang your hat on the big thing that, but I'm a believer. You're a Christian living a victimized, wounded life. That is not the victory that Christ died for. That's not what he shed his blood for. And I would really ask you, are you a child of God? If you are living with woundedness and bitterness every day and finding fault in other people, you know, we're supposed to know 
citizens by their fruit. If your fruit's not recognizable in your heart, then are you really a citizen? Or are you someone trying to pass? Are you someone trying to, you know, in our country these days, immigration and citizenship is a big word, right? So are you illegally? Are you an illegal citizen claiming to be one, posing with false identity at church, at work, and in your, your life when you're around others, but in your private life or when you're not around church people, you're a different citizen. I want you today to really look at your, your character, your flaws. I don't know about you. We need to take inventory of our lives and of our actions and check ourselves. I don't know about you, but the Spirit is checking me all the time. And every day and every week, I can find something. I did wrong, said wrong, thought wrong. I don't know about you. You might be perfect. I'm far from it. I got a whole lot of things the Holy Spirit's always like, you know, even a phone call with my son this week, the Holy Spirit was like, really? Was that the behavior you really, what you should have said? And I had to like say, oh, Lord, I repent. I'm going to be better next time. I'm going to be a better listener. I'm going to be a better supporter. I'm not going to always just cut to the chase. Because not everybody wants that all the time. So I ask you to check yourself. You have, you know what the Holy Spirit has been um, either trying to teach you, trying to show you, and maybe you've been ignoring or maybe you've been acknowledging. Let's develop a plan to overcome an area that we believe may be stealing that joy and that peace and that patience. I don't know about you, patience is rough. Um, But it's an area we have to work on, right? Because we have to be patient. God doesn't just like deliver answers to our prayers when after they flow from our lips, right? It's patience, it's endurance. It's a place of strength. But also, it's hard to be faithful if you don't have patience. So what I want you to do is have patience with yourself. Have forgiveness of yourself and not let the judgment of the past limit you believing that you can overcome. Remember, one obstacle at a time. We can't leap over our whole life of struggle in one jump. And it happens for some people. But on average, it's one battle. And what I can promise you, if you do it with God, you can win. So I want you to just behold who you are in Christ. Because in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish but that all should reach repentance. It's simple. Just have your your list of areas that you want to improve on and you take one each day. What are we being judged on? Being perfect? No. But working on bringing our character and our life to represent Christ in all areas of our life. I challenge you to not allow 
your identity of being a citizen of the kingdom of God to be misrepresented in any area, especially in this political arena and where we're headed in 2020. It'll be so easy for the enemy to slide you back into saying things that won't bring peace, saying things that won't bring joy. Remember, God is always in control. And we can only be accountable for who, what we do, what we say, and how we live. Not what other people do. It's not my job to change other people. And it's not your job either. But what is my job is to reflect the light and the life that Christ represents within me. So I ask you today to check your little things. To not let the little things make you stumble. I don't know about you. When you trip and you fall, it's not normally the big things that trip you up. Because guess what? You see those. It's the little things. It's a little crack in the sidewalk. It's a little um, rock that got in your shoe or that you stumbled over or your ankle went over on. Let's not let the little things hinder us from our full glory and allowing our light to shine full and bright and for us to reap the benefits and the joy and the love that Jesus so died for. I hope you are encouraged today. Let's live our life in fullness and in freedom in all arenas in our life. No fear, but plenty of forgiveness and joy. Amen.